The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. And you're listening to episode 36 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by my host, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, how you doing? How's your week going? I'm experiencing the week from hell. Your girl is tired, but I'm here. What up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We here. We got you. We're going to carry you, you know, like the little footprints um, poster that you find in many black uh, homes. You Are know? you calling yourself God? I am not calling myself God at all. <laughs> you about to carry you like the footprints poster. Then we got high energy. We here for you, sis. We have people to carry you. That's what friends do for each other. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I appreciate I, you. I am not a deity. I'm just... <laughs> I'm a peon in this game. <laughs> Chris Elbow, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? What's up, Nook? What's up, T-Patty? This your boy, Aegis Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And I got to tell you, my week started out, like, rough. It started out bad, but then it turned out good. And I'll tell you a quick story. So, you know, I drive um, a 2003, so my car is, like, uh, 18 years old, right? And it can go any day. So I, I got in it this week, and I started it up. And it was like, and wouldn't stay running. So I popped the hood and I looked at it. I said, oh, this is about to be like a three, $400 bill, whatever. And I looked under there and I saw this like hose that had a hole in it. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if I put some duct tape over that hole. And I put some duct tape over that hole and it called, I was like, I'm good. So I'm duct tape up this week and I'm ready to go. That's what's up. That's what's up. A little duct tape will do you, my man. You have that car going for another 10, 15 years. That's what's up. All right, y'all. So let's on it. You counting on it? All I right, mean, y'all. You know, you're driving that foreign, so you might be good for a few more years than that. You see how you try to play that shit down? It is. It's, it's a foreign, but it's 18 years old. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was my dream car like um, 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> a foreign is a foreign, so. That's what's up. <laughs> Duct tape from Idris Elbow. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into a tea petty. Seasons is changing finally. Daylight savings time came. We had to put the clocks forward. Spring is allegedly here. So, um, you know, you had any struggles rising or going to sleep in terms of the adjustment with the clock? Well, you know, my sleep is raggedy anyway. So any given time, I, I don't have trouble going to sleep, but I have trouble staying asleep. So I'll okay. wake up in the middle of the night two, three o'clock, and then I'm up, which is another reason why I'm irritable half the damn time. So <sighs> I don't appreciate the time change because I get even less sleep, but I do appreciate more light. Like the fact that it's not pitch black at four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm, I'm with that. That's good. That's what's up. Okay. Spring is here, Drees, and the clocks went forward, spring ahead. So any adjustments waking up or going to sleep as far as the, uh, Clocks is concerned. Yes, it's been nice having more light um, actually when I wake up and also um, at night as well. So the longer longer days is, is excellent. I think the only thing that's throwing us off is like the kids are, is a little like weird with it. 
Like I, I my six year old son, he get up a little bit later and it'd be slow starting, you know. So like that's that's the biggest adjustment. I think the kids are adjusting it to it, you know, taking longer um, more so than the rest of the family. Okay, okay. For me, I mean, it's like a little bit harder to get up in the morning, but uh, no big deal. Uh, I'm up at like 11 a damn clock because it's allegedly 10 o'clock, but it's 11 o'clock on the clock. So we'll see how this goes as uh, days get a little bit longer and hopefully uh, we won't have to, to deal with that too much longer. All right. So we talked about our own coronaversary, right, um, for the podcast and for us as individuals. But, you know, officially uh, America has passed its one year coronaversary part of uh, uh, one year coronaversary uh, anniversary, I guess, uh, for the most part. They're saying right now that half of all Americans are vaccinated, either the one shot or um, are in the process of receiving their second shot. Um, wait, wait, you the, said that half? One I half, don't believe that, yes. half, half the people in America half, got shots. It said half the people. About, uh, well, we have about 330, 335 million Americans right now. So they're saying uh, upwards of 170 million are vaccinated. Either they've had the one shot or in the process of receiving their second shot. So we'll see uh, how this goes out and if those uh, numbers uh, add up. And, um, you know, they're saying by May, all uh, adults uh, by May 1st are eligible, irrespective as to, you know, age or any type of pre-existing condition will be eligible um, to get these uh, vaccines, um, you know, beginning May 1st. And um, that's, they're aiming uh, to ramp up the production of the shot. So, um, Dries, you talked about that you didn't think that their numbers were on, that uh, reports are that half of all Americans are vaccinated at this point. What are your thoughts on, you know, vaccinations going forward and when we might be able to, you know, sort of uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying when you say, like, maybe half of, of the U.S. have had some type of shot, either the first shot or they're in the process of it. But I, I always come back to, like, how many of people of color is in that half. <laughs> so that's what I worry about. I was like, I don't, I don't think that many like people of color is vaccinated. So yeah. that's that's what I worry about is the the equity and and in distribution of the vaccine and availability and access of it. That's the thing I worry about. Yeah, yeah. T Petty, I know you're gonna give some truth serum to that uh, half number in terms of uh, <laughs> who they're saying is uh, vaccinated at this point. What's your views on that? Well, we all know that like everything in this fuck ass country, vaccines have been gentrified. So in here in the DMV in DC, um, I believe 50% or higher of the vaccines have been given out, have been given to people that don't even live in the district, but they work here. So they come in from Maryland, Virginia and get the vaccine because they happen to work here. That's some bullshit. It needs to be more checks and balances. You need to get the vaccine in your state and don't be crossing state lines and coming into counties where otherwise you wouldn't be caught dead um, taking vaccines from people who need it more than you. Because why? People of color, black people, Hispanic people, Asian, whatever, are more likely to be frontline workers, uh, grocery stores, fast food, they're the ones that have no choice but to go to work. So people with pre-existing conditions, people that fall into those categories need to be getting vaccinated first and they're not. So there is a lack of equity in the process. I know that everybody is scrambling and trying to figure this problem out, which hmm, no need for me to talk about 
what could have happened over the past year. So I'll just focus on what needs to happen going forward. Um, there needs to be like a multi-pronged approach. So of course we can hop online, right? And whatever, pre-register like you can do in DC. We have high-speed internet. We can get online anytime we want, but they need to take into consideration, like we said before, people who don't have that kind of access. So employ the same concepts that you do for census workers. Send those motherfuckers out with a bunch of vaccines and just put shots in people's arms, period. It's easier. What person in their 70s and 80s is going to be sitting online all day trying to get a damn vaccination? They can't even figure out how to work their damn phones. Yeah, but T-Pad, if you come to my house with a needle, I don't know. <laughs> we might have to fight. <laughs> you about to inject me with something. I don't know about well, that. Well, ain't like I, it's going to be forcible. Saying, you, they need to do something besides just setting it up online. And what about people that don't have transportation to like these these vaccination sites. It's there like they go nobody's. Right now. You hear them in the background, they come up with some shots. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that siren or not. <laughs> Sorry. So I don't, they just need to, there need to be um, alternate approaches because everybody doesn't have the same level of privilege and access that we do. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, but that's I will do. say that the Biden administration <laughs> is doing a hell of a job in less than three months to get the numbers up to where they are. And my parents got their first doses of the vaccine yesterday, so. Okay, that's what's up, that's what's I'm excited up. about that. Gotcha, so yeah, they saying 100 million uh, doses uh, should be ready on or before May 1st when everybody, all adults will be uh, eligible. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, so the CDC is saying now, Center for Disease Control is saying now with every, or at least half the people being vaccinated at this point, that people are good to go ahead and um, go to restaurants, social distance, sporting events, as long as they wear their mask and you know enjoy family activities um, in mixed company with and without people who have been vaccinated. T. Petty, you buy that in any way, shape, or form? I'm hoping that that's true. I don't. I'm. I'm, I'm a realist, though, so I'm not sure. But I'm hoping that is true. Um, I don't know how comfortable I'm gonna feel going out amongst the great unwashed. Y'all know I didn't like people that much before. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'll be comfortable um, like hanging out on patios and stuff this summer with a group of people that I trust. Mm -hmm. But like going to sit in a restaurant somewhere, going to a basketball game. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, the Wizards are shitty anyway, so you just might as well. Well, I ain't going. going to see those fools. I'm going to see the teams that come to play them. Okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> T-Patty, we're in the same boat. You know your boy is a certified germaphobe. You are. I, I, I wasn't touching doorknobs and stuff before all this. I, I may or may not have a personal pump spray of Lysol that... You know, I may have used before the pandemic. Now I'm just like, eh, eh, people are kind of, it's okay. You know, so we'll see how this goes. Um, but uh, once I get vaccinated, up, it's like, mm, who is all over there? Or who's all coming? I need to have numbers and run the numbers in my head with the math and whatnot before I go. Drees, they're saying that if you have the vaccine, you know, either the, both of the shots or you take the one shot, uh, you're good to go social distance, enjoy activities, be with your family, social events, as long as you wear their mask um, and you can be around mixed company. 
whether someone is uh, vaccinated or not. You buy that? Yeah, this this one, like, okay, I, I worry about this because if 50% of the people is vaccinated, then that means 50% of the people ain't vaccinated, right? So this is the thing I think we have to think about, right? It is, you might be protected, right? Because you part of that 50% that got the vaccine, but there's a whole lot of people that don't have it, mm-hmm. right? And you can still spread it, even if you got the vaccine, right? You can still spread it. Yeah. So like, that's the thing you got to think about. So I think this is the part where it gets even harder to look out for each other because everybody want to be outside. Everybody want to go back outside again. They want to enjoy the things they enjoyed before, but we ain't quite ready for it yet. And I think everybody get this false sense of security because I got the vaccine. I'm protected. I'm going to go do my stuff. And you kind of say like, well, forget them other people. That's on them if they get sick. So I think this is a very like, you know, critical moment for us as a country of like, how do we take care of each other and not be so selfish that like, I'm good. I ain't going to worry about nobody else. So that's what I worry about. I I agree with that. That false sense of security. It just seems to me to be, it's a little early to be like, hey, y'all could just get back out there. I mean, in the fall, maybe I'll feel more comfortable with that. But I don't know if I will ever feel fully comfortable um, again, like I did pre-Rona, because people are fucking disgusting. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. Uh, and this is just highlighted how disgusting they really, really are. So I mean, I'm cool keeping my um, keeping my little bubble. Yeah, like you, you thing- know what? I think you should wear mask at it at all times. I think in an elevator. That's like a good a good thing yes. to have a mask on. I'm talking about post COVID, whatever. Like you in a a little tiny metal box with people breathing. You know, not a lot of oxygen, not a lot of air. And on the train. And and on the train. That's a metal (laughs) box. The train is nasty. Now, in in 2023 or 2024, when I'm still wearing my mask, don't y'all make fun of me. It's going to be stores. They'd be like thinking I'm coming in there to rob them, but I just want like a Reese's cup or something like that. I mean, look at Asian countries. It's it's normal. Michael Jackson was ahead. Michael Jackson was ahead of his time. Y'all was laughing at Mike when he had the mask on going he to was. the store. I, I was on his side. People yeah. are nasty. You got to protect yourself. Absolutely. They saying um, 4 million doses of this AstraZeneca uh, vaccine, which has not been uh, approved here in America, is on its way to Mexico and Canada. So we'll see how that works out. They had said that there were some cases of people that got blood clots from the AstraZeneca vi- uh, vaccine. Again, it was not um, approved here for use in America. So we'll have to keep our eyes to Canada and Mexico, which are part of North America. A lot of people are geographically illiterate and don't know that Canada and Mexico are also part of North America. We're just in the middle. So, you know, um, just wanted to uh, plug that. Also, Dries, um, remember the gorillas at the San Diego Zoo got the Rona? They think perhaps maybe from some of the handlers at the zoo, they actually got their shots, not human vaccine, but they got primate vaccine, primate coronavirus vaccine. How do you think that went? How do you give a gorilla a shot? You know, okay, part of this, it angers me, right, that you would give animals a shot before you give human beings a shot. But I'm also going to take the animal side on this. 
if you're around a bunch of dirty human beings who give you <laughs> coronavirus or COVID-19 and you locked up, maybe maybe we do need to give it to the, to the animals if we that nasty. How you transmit COVID-19 to the gorillas? That, that, that don't sound right. Something happened right there. Coughing, sneezing, and hacking, probably. But it was a primate vaccine. It wasn't, no human vaccine was given to the primates. It was a specific um, Wait. primate. So you they, got a primate. They, they found time to make a primate vaccine Sir, alongside the human vaccine. This is not a new, this whole mRNA um, viruses and vaccines is not new. So for them to develop it, it wasn't that big a deal. So you mean to tell me you can you can figure out a way to manufacture a vaccine, produce it, and then give it to some gorillas before you give it to people of color, human okay. beings? Well, that, see, that's what I say. That's that's what I don't get. See, it's really not that hard though, right? Like there's like drugs that humans take, right? Like if your dog has anxiety or some shit like that, they just go ahead in the same laboratory but make like a canine or a cat. Um, formula for it. So they probably, as T. Petty said, been working, you know, like a, 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 a animal pharmaceutical company or animal pharmaceutical line, just go ahead and um, take whatever the accepted or approved vaccine is, and then just make that work for, for animals. T. Petty, am I on the right line on that? Pretty much. I mean, I'm not going to get worked up about it. It's not like they took something from humans and gave it to some primates instead. I'm, I'm going to get the gorilla vaccine then. Okay, well, you let me know how that works out. I have I have extra protection. You know how they were talking <laughs> okay. before, like if if you catch COVID and you get the vaccine, you have like the the Terminator um immunity system. Yeah. I'm gonna have like a gorilla immunity. Your wife better <laughs> make be like, sure that in life insurance paid up. You take that damn vaccine, and we're gonna be looking for a third person for this goddamn pot. <laughs> no, we ain't, cause you know we don't like nobody. It'll just be down to to the to the remaining two. Like, uh, digital gumbo co-host application. One, how do you feel about germs? Two, are you vaccinated? <laughs> we, you know, the answer is- Why y'all playing watch? I'm gonna I'm I'm predict this. Mm -hmm. Somebody gonna get a batch of them animal vaccines? Mm -hmm. They're gonna be selling them on the side. Like I got, I got that COVID-19. I got that Fauci. I got that Fauci. Why do you keep Somebody trying to give people- um, criminal ideas around this vaccine this is the I'm second time that's how this. people think if it, if it exists people are gonna sell it obviously the people who made it thought okay we need it for animals so it's a use for it views expressed by idris elbow do not necessarily reflect t petty nookie bishop jr or the digital gumbo pie. Do not reflect. Now do not. leave necessarily out. Do not reflect. Do not. Okay, so those um, gorillas are in San Diego at that zoo. So you might catch a flight out to San Diego. It's a very world famous zoo. So um, this is what's happening. They're saying now um, every day there's an increase in a record number of people who are flying. So people are getting the vaccine. A record number of people are flying. The CDC and other health experts are saying this law right now where you at the 50-50 point, people really should not be flying. But TSA and other agencies are reporting there's a daily sort of um, post-pandemic um, number of people flying. That concerns me. Also, two new airlines, Avello Airlines and something called Breeze Airways. They're Ooh. these low-cost characters, uh, mm -hmm. low-cost carriers. They're coming out and they're going to be launching their airlines 
in 2021. So T. Petty, how do you feel about flying? And if you will, would you hit these two new planes or two new airlines? Would you feel safe in doing so? So you know your girl does not fly discount airlines. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Post-Rona, pre-Rona, during Rona, no. Um, so no to the airlines and flying. Now y'all know, y'all know your girl was flying like twice a month, generally. But now, unless it's some kind of emergency, like my mom and them need me or my daughter needs me, I'm not getting on a plane unless it's uh, before I get vaccinated, unless it's some kind of emergency. It's just not worth the risk. Not, mm -mm. It's too yeah. early. Not enough people are vaccinated. I hear you. Uh, your boy ain't going nowhere. So, Dries, we're going to go right to you. Two new airlines and a record number of people are flying against uh, better recommendations at this point. You taking a trip anytime soon on a plane? Well, um, unlike T. Petty, your boy flies exclusively low carrier <laughs> airlines. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, I, you know, okay, I'm okay with like low carrier airlines. I've been on, on like small planes before and, and low cost carriers. So it, it don't bother me. As long as I get there and I get there safe, I, you know, the amenities, you know, I can take it or leave it, right? But um, this goes back to my other point where I was saying about, like, you get at 50% vaccinated people in the U.S. and people want to start going everywhere. They want to start flying all over the country. And I don't even know if we can still go outside the country if other, other countries accept Americans. But that's going to be the next thing. It's like, we're going to get vaccinated here in the U.S., you know, 80% people vaccinated, 85% people vaccinated. Then they're going to want to start flying to other countries where people ain't vaccinated. And they're going to be like, I'm protected. I don't care about them. I just want to sit on their beaches. I want to sip their drinks. And if mm -hmm. they get sick and die, oh, well, that's them. They country should have got the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the other thing you got to watch for with flying. And then, T. Petty, you gave me a, a great idea. Oh, boy. I'm going to start a low-cost airline carrier call your mama and them didn't you just tell us you fixed your uh truck by putting duct mm. tape on the hose yes yes <laughs> and, and believe, me, <laughs> believe me it'll work on airplanes too duct tape works on everything i think you need to go ahead and just go work for spirit there it is i'm qualified <laughs> i mean sound like it they should all together with it spit in a prayer Hmm. Then he could uh, work for this Avello or this Breeze. I got to monitor them online and see how they do. Like, you know, they had the initial flights and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But what do I use as an, a model? The iPhone or any phone. If you out there the first day the phone come out, you know that that software update is coming next week. You don't want to be like, oh, we forgot the uh, software update for the plane. And then something, you know, goes awry. So we're going to see how yeah. uh, a Velo and Breeze go. I'm and we'll good. take it from there. I'm going to stick with the, let's Hoity see. Toity airline? N well, I mean, my usual airlines, but um, also your favorite, opposite of North, opposite of East. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they, good. they're all right with me. They fine with me. I just want them to start serving drinks again. That shit is dry and boring well, without well, any I, I, drinks. Well, you still get drinks in first class. I know, but I have have concerns about those. Is that drinks. bougie? 
It, no, it ain't bougie. Like okay. your boy is good for vodka and cranberry five thirty <laughs> in the morning when it's like they, absolutely. They ask me what I want to drink, and I tell them my thing is that it's like the same. Wait, they they serve drinks on on planes. In first class, they do. <laughs> I would. Bro, you got to get away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just they they ask me. You know, is is Woodford still your drink of choice? I say absolutely. They bring me the glass and I pull out my little portable straw and I'm good to go. So I can keep my mask on and get drunk at the same time. See, I gotta get one of them portable straws because when they bring it to you in the real glass and first, like when my wife has all the who has all the points um <laughs> goals, I get to sometimes tag along and be in first with her. But I have the same concern I have about them glasses from the hotel in the room that I never drink from. I'm just like, mm, when was the last time this glass was drank out of? But then they no. moved to plastic no. cups. It, it ain't no yeah. place to wash no glasses on an airplane. Exactly. So you ain't washing them glasses. I just asked for a plastic no. cup and I, I'm good. I, I might even bust out a solo cup out of my carry-on that I brought. No. <laughs> just drink out of that, just pour right in there, all good. Y'all are so urban. Y'all my favorites. Okay, so now um, we talked about the planes, right? So some of these people that's been on these planes has been these spring breakers. T. Petty, you predicted this. These spring breakers then gone yeah, buck wild. Yeah. Okay, oh, I, don't, I don't know what that was. The oh, ops are happening. Oh, oh my God, spring okay. breakers. Okay, the spring breakers <laughs> have been acting buck wild down on South Beach. You know South Beach is already uh, buck wild as it is drugs, cocaine, liquor, and, you know, halfway new beaches. But that's a story for another time and another day. But the Miami Police Department started pepper spraying unruly spring breakers down in Florida. So, T. Petty, you predicted this. You said the parents haven't learned the lessons either. The kids was going to go buck wild. I think something also happened in Texas, um, Padre Island with those spring breakers. So give me the 411 on that. I mean, those are two of the dumbest states in the country. So they are like, hey, we're trying to kill all our citizens. So no restrictions, no mask mandates. Come down here and party. It's spring break season. So they're going to go and party and they're going to contract uh, sexually transmitted diseases and the Rona and bring it back home, period. Because mm. mm. you know them fools ain't vaccinated. Mm-mm. And they don't care about it. I saw a video and it looked like uh, it was 2019 down there. Mm. It, it looked disgusting. Mm. But I mean, the same thing is happening in Atlanta. We saw what happened in Atlanta over All-Star Weekend. Yeah, people was told by the mayor and others to stay home and they didn't. Rona in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mr. Freaknik alumnus, emeritus. <laughs> yes, yes. Spring break. Three years in a row. Three oh years my. in a row. That's spring, disturbing. Spring breakers <laughs> being pepper sprayed and uh, out of control in Florida, Texas, and other places. What do you think about that? Look, if you think back a year ago around spring break time, they was doing the same thing. It ain't nothing different. Ain't nothing changed. It's like the pandemic didn't affect spring breaks at all. People say, I'm going to go to spring break at the beginning of the pandemic. They go into the spring break now. Even though we got the vaccine out they, they and they don't have it, they still going. So it's, it's something about people and partying and spring break. And if you have a state like Florida that says we are open, come on down, people are going to come. So it ain't just individuals. It's the... It's the state. It's the leadership at the state level. 
and everything else that's allowing mm-hmm. that to happen. They don't want to lose that money. Spike. Yep, it's all about that money. You're going to see mm. a big spike. Mm-hmm. Drees, people are starting to turn up. They're saying that now, you know, like the Roaring Twenties, which was a time of economic expansion um, after the stock market crash. I For believe. some people. For some people in 1919, they're saying that that's happening. The 2020s are like the new Roaring Twenties. Also, they're saying because people have been cooped up in the house and really drinking at home and that these bars are starting to open up, that it's almost like the end of prohibition. So the new Roaring Twenties or the new prohibition, take either one of those items and run with it. You know what I think it's going to be? I heard this on the radio, so I can't take credit for this. They got things now called the pandemic babies. Mm. And that's because a ton oh, of folks are getting pregnant during the pandemic. Ah, it's like you've been in rookie the moves, rookie. Yeah, I know, moves. right? Rookie moves, <laughs> but they they see in the pandemic surge. So you're gonna see that. So it might be a roaring twenties and like when they had the baby boom mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody had them babies kind of coming out of that. So you you probably gonna see a lot of that too. And um, I think you you will see um more folks going out in the beginning because you've been like locked up and you've been pent up. And um, I, so I think you have folks kind of going out and wanting to do more activities. I don't know about this whole economic boom, right? Cause people was like, people lost a lot during the pandemic, right? Like jobs and they fell behind on so much stuff and like your health. So I, you know, I don't know if you're gonna have this roaring resurgence of like people and economic prosperity. Now you're probably gonna have the, the richest folks getting even more richer. That's a trend that's already happening. So you probably have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that'll continue. And it might get worse, actually. I, I so I, I think you'll see it in that way. Yeah. Listen, uh, T. Petty, now, um, I'm not going to be out in these streets. I'm going to be like, why Clef John? I'll be like, I'm gone until November. So, you know, you might <laughs> see me after the clocks go back and get dark again. Clock, I'm just... Uh, like it's more it's like if it's more than eight people like i need to have social security numbers and bios where's your resume what do you do where you, when's the last three places you visited outside your home i need to know i need to know but the new prohibition uh the end of the new prohibition or they're saying that this is the start now at least in some ways of the new roaring 20s to 2020s what do you think about that uh, um i think there's probably at least to the, the roaring 20s analogy. It's probably some truth to that. People been cooped up for a year um, or longer. People, the people, especially people that have had the Rona and have recovered somewhat to full strength. So um, people want a sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be wilding out for a while. Um, I agree. So I think we talked about this a long time ago, but y'all know I don't remember. So pandemic babies, and also it's going to be a whole lot of divorces that are about to happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because people been cooped up and realize they really don't like that motherfucker they with. And they have had no outlets. So I think that's going to happen. People are going to be engaging in some rash ass behavior. So people can get out, start creeping and cheating and acting like some assholes. It's going to be a whole lot of mess going on. So use condoms, people. You don't have to get pregnant and you don't have to get the skull of Mullaroo. 
Yeah, yeah. They say in that uh, the paint- Mueller rule. What? <laughs> That's what it is. You know, a combination of, of all kind of shit. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. They say in that uh, the paperwork is backing up for family court and divorce court. And they said when it's going to sure. be like the horses in the starting gate at the Kentucky Derby when they open the courts and they're off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know a couple of uh, a couple of people in that in that boat. Mm, mm, mm. We gonna we gonna see how this goes now. T. Petty, you mentioned that people is um, wilding out and um, some people found a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We taping this the day after St. Patrick's Day, March oh, 17th. Oh, shit. It's, I it's, forgot my boy. Now, y'all know I do that same video every year. Which one? Oh, I want to know where to go. My boy from Memphis. Yeah. yeah. Who all saw the leprechaun say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so people found a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow yesterday. The Stimmy Techs uh, Part 3 dropped uh, $1,400. Stimmy, run me my Stimmy. Joe Joe Moneybags came through with the Stimmy. Uncle Joe signed the paperwork (laughs) Thursday, a day early. Friday, they had to get their act together. Them checks started to drop on Saturday, and um, people was good. Now, online, I was seeing on Twitter that if you um, banked at a certain bank, they was talking about you wasn't going to get your stimmy until Wednesday the 17th. So, you know, people got into little squabbles and stuff because they was at hoity-toity Bank A. and There, there were no little squabbles. People was like, you better rub me my money. Rub me my stimmy. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like family members that was, you know, like, ah, oh, what's the um thing from a Chappelle show? It's people out here with money, y'all, with your broke ass. <laughs> with your broke ass. <laughs> with your broke ass. But people was, some people was upset that they didn't get their, um, STEMI checks early, but uh, they did finally start to really drop in mass on um, on Wednesday on St. Patrick's Day. So we was like, we already was on this, right? I did my Lucky Charms, Lucky from Lucky Charms impression on um, what was it, episode thirty three? I think it was thirty four. And I told y'all yeah, that, that was I, your that was your Jamaican Irish. That was my Jamaican yeah. <laughs> Irish. <laughs> yeah. So they found a pot of gold at the at the end of the rainbow. So I just hope people, you know, did. You know, good stuff for it. Payday rent, got some back bills done. I mean, you know, people's gonna go out for whatever bars is open or whatever and do that. But T Patty, if you was to get your STEMI, what would you do with it? Just curious. I mean, you know I don't get no STEMI. But if I did, uh um, this is gonna sound a little bougie. Oh, <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say it. We expect nothing different. Tell us. All right. Us so I've had my eye on this YSL bag for a minute. Okay. So I would probably put it toward getting the YSL bag. I mean, I had to put something with it because obviously. Yeah. So that, or I could do the responsible thing and like save it or put it in an IRA or something, but that's not as fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) People need a little fun after after a year and a half of this bullshit. I agree. Okay, YSL bag, I got that. Now, your boy's not eligible either, but... If I was to get one, I would hold it because they trying to come with that okie doke. Your boy might wind up on taxes, so I need to, you know, at least get that down payment <laughs> on the tax. Oh, you know what? I, I could give y'all fourteen hundred dollars to start with, you know, and then see how it go from there. So it's like one hand washes. I was like, okay, it's like boom. So we'll see how it goes, uh, sir. I hesitate to go to you because you've had enough time to think of something. Oh my god, very crazy <laughs> in terms of what you would do I, with your stimming. So I can tell you right now. My STEMI check, it ain't going to no past due bills. I don't care how much back rent I owe, how much a, a light bill I owe. 
it, the, the past is the past. I'm going to leave it in the past. Because you ain't getting nothing to spend me money. Especially Uncle Jordan told me, like, he's going to take care of the, uh, the, the, the house and stuff and, and, and the electrical. So I, I think I'd do the same thing I did when I got my food stamps. I'm, I'm going to go buy some steaks. I'm going to put them on the grill. And then uh fourteen hundred dollars worth of steaks. No, not fourteen hundred dollars, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm I'm get some nice steaks and we're gonna eat them. We're gonna enjoy life because life is short. You True. never know when you're gonna be able to have a steak again. So I'm a, I'm gonna get it and enjoy it. And then I'll I'll use the, the rest of it, you know, for the family, what we need. That's okay. how we that's how we use my stem. That's what's up. We need to have like a virtual cookout. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Yeah. Man, it's been forever. I ain't gonna be going to no cookouts till well, I you might are. just have a winter cookout in November once everybody, you know, gets their shots. Well, Nookie, what would you do with your STEMI? Like I said, I'm just gonna let it just be there like a painting in my bank account. And when they call talking about, oh, you owe blah 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 taxes, because they're trying to get you, right? See, they're giving you the money in March, but now they push the tax filing deadline to like May 17th. You know, people are gonna oh, be gone, forgot. Yeah, they look. You don't need to be that. trusting no banks. The banks use your money to make money. They're gonna use your fourteen million dollars <laughs> to get richer. Don't trust I, no banks, look. Well, ain't the STEMI money uh, is not taxable? I don't think it is. I'm not sure. I have no idea. How, how, how the STEMI money gonna be taxable, sir? No, because this is America. So to uh, make no sense to Joe Moneybags credit. Well, really to. The Democrats in in the House and the Senate, their credit. This is what um, they there is some good shit in there. So, the first ten thousand dollars of unemployment is is not taxable because you know people was getting a whole lot of unemployment last year, not as much as they should have, but right. they were getting that. So now they don't have to worry about um, a tax bill for that. I'm pretty sure the STEMI money is tax is not taxable as well. Right. But you know what's really in that in that bill that I got my eye on? What's that? Is that the if the student loan forgiveness ever comes through, that also will not be considered taxable income. Okay. Thank you, Senator Elizabeth Warren. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, that's good. So yeah, look, we're not judging. We're just saying what we would do if we got the money. If you got your STEMI, God do whatever you. you want to. Do, do what you like. I I'm so tired of dancing. these people po pocket watching what somebody else does with their STEMI. I don't care if they buy every crab out of the ocean and have the biggest crab boil, crab leg supreme. Who cares? It's not my money. Spend it however you want to. People need to mind their own business. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the parties on uh, the little social media and stuff, which y'all do with y'all, Stimmy. I love America, and America is inventive. Um, there's no way to get around this. Um, we had a totally different podcast set up, and the events that took uh, place this week in Atlanta, uh, as we're taping the show, uh, really, really are heartbreaking. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit, and then I'll clear the paint out for you first, T. Petty, and then you, Idris. Um, eight human beings were murdered in Atlanta. Six of them were Asian women um, in and around um, massage uh, therapy parlors uh, in the Atlanta area. Um, what has unfolded after this is mm, part and parcel of what America is in terms of uh, gun violence and how that's concerned, but also what was shocking was um, the reaction from the police as far as this is concerned. And we've been on this, um, say, early in terms of uh, the attacks on 
um, our Asian brothers and sisters, but specifically uh, Asian women. Um, and, you know, people have come out and said that they're weighing or debating hate crimes. So the police talked about uh, the narrative with the suspect saying it wasn't a hate crime, which was absolutely positively 100% bullshit. Um, we're going to see what's, what's happening after this. Uh, obviously, we stand against um, Asian American and Pacific Islander violence. Um, but T. Petty, just um, your thoughts uh, and our hearts go out to the victims uh, and their families in terms of uh, the crime. But um, just your thoughts uh, on these uh, specific murders in Atlanta. Oh, now you know my grits were cooked. So to wake up to that, um, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, right? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Think we're taping on Monday. So was it, we're taping on Wednesday. Was it Monday or Tuesday? I can't recall. It Where? happened on that Monday and oh, then that, that um, you know, Tuesday they started reporting about it. Okay. You know? So waking up to that was, um, can't say I'm surprised. We all knew that it was coming. We've been seeing the, the, um, I won't even say the frequency of these attacks on people of Asian descent, but we've been seeing it reported more often. As we all know, uh, Mango Mussolini and that bullshit he was doing last year or over the last year and that open racism, which has encouraged people to attack um, Asian members of our community who are minding their business. Um, elderly people have been assaulted, murdered. And so the culmination of all of that is what we saw where this boy, well, he's not a boy, he's a 21 year old man, went out and murdered these people. And he targeted Asian run and owned massage parlors. And people are just tripping all over themselves to ignore the white supremacy and the racism that were the motivators for all of this shit. Well, it was a sex addiction. Get the fuck out of here. It wasn't no goddamn sex addiction. And it wasn't that he was having a bad day. Bitch, I had a bad day yesterday. You know what I did? I lay my ass on my couch and ate some five guys and had some drinks and went to bed early. I didn't go out and target people and murder them. So the excuses that people make for white race, for white supremacy and racism is just playing out again, but with a different demographic. And I think that um, something that we all need to talk about is the sort of tension between the Asian and the black communities that has existed forever. Um, but the, the root of that is white supremacy. So this divide and conquer bullshit is still working to this day. And we all need to uh, get our shit together and support each other because they are literally out here murdering us and getting away with it uh, with little to no repercussions and people making excuses for the bullshit that they pull and I'm over it. Yeah, I, I hear you too, Patty. Um, you know, your boy knows a little bit something about communications, press, et cetera. A little so, bit, mm -hmm. a, a little, little bit, bit, a little bit. So I, I was flabbergasted at the police press conference. I have never, ever, ever seen a press conference where the police was telling you what you believe to be word for word, what the suspect had to say. I don't care if it happened at the beginning, the Whoa. middle or the end of the press conference. That mm -hmm. is something that is never, ever, ever done. 
police and public officials are told not to reveal any type of details about any conversations you have with a suspect. I mean, it's still an active investigation, a fresh active investigation. You're not supposed you, you to say anything. the jury pool. Exactly. It up so much stuff. You're not supposed to say anything. Now, the only thing I can say is that this city where they had the press conference, I guess this is where the suspect was arrested. They had one murder in all of 2020. So maybe Barney Fife, RFD, and Andy and them wasn't ready for, you know, 2021 press to come through Mayberry, RFD, Georgia down there. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know who's training them or whatever. You, you just, when you get on the mic, you can't let everybody on the mic. And um, the way he talked about, as you said, T. Petty, the subject having a bad day, this, that, and the third, shouldn't have revealed the conversation that he had with the person, whether they confessed or not. And um, just a real bad uh, press relations for that uh, county or city's um, public relations. Drees, what do you see in terms of uh, the press reaction, the coverage and all that? And just share your thoughts, man. You know, I, I think you and T. Petty put it, put it so well, but the thing that like, it shouldn't have shocked me, but it did. Was like, you know, that was describing the person, you know, this white man who had shot these, you know, eight people of Asian descent. And then they showed his picture and it flashed on the screen. And my mind said, he's still alive? And I was like, I said, yeah, they got him in custody. And the picture, he looked like he was doing okay. Like he hadn't been roughed up, like it wasn't no difficult arrest. So I just I just looked at the picture and I was like, you mean to tell me he can walk into several locations, kill eight people, and then get arrested without incident? And it's just baffling that that can happen. So I'm surprised at both of y'all being surprised. I, I know, I, I know I shouldn't be, I know I shouldn't be, but it was just like, oh my God. It's just like, I shouldn't be. I know mentally I shouldn't be, but it was just like, it just hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, cause I, I in my mind, it's like, yeah, that joke, they probably shot that joke or like they took, took no, nope, uh, no, of course not. So the, um, the police officer that gave that fuck ass press conference. Now you know they mm. found evidence of his racism immediately. Mm. So last year, he um, posted some shirt that had the um, the logo of Corona beer, and then it says something like um, China virus on it. Mm. So no, T. Petty. That's fake news, T. Patty. It is not. It's that not. Is, that's just bananas. I mean, racism is more American than apple pie. So nobody should be surprised. And we also shouldn't be surprised at him being taken into custody without a scratch on him. He murdered eight people, just like Dylan Roof Across did. Across several different locations. Right. Just like Dylan Roof did. And they took his bitch ass into custody with no scratches, nothing. Took him to get something to eat, all that shit. Remember? So, yeah. Pardon. I, I mean, all of this is just par for the course. And I'll clarify I wasn't shocked by the mass shooting. It's like things are opening back up, you know, old ways are going to come. So I wasn't shocked about the 
mass shooting itself. What I was shocked about was that this police officer or police chief or whatever he was for that district just ran off at the mouth unnecessarily and um, unprofessionally at the press conference. So yeah, it was kind of like he was trying to that. explain it away or let me let me tell you his side of the story. This is what he said. Like, nobody don't want to hear his side of the story. Who gives a fuck about his people. side of the story? He yeah. murdered eight people who were minding their business. And yeah. the racism and the sexism is centered in this whole thing. And people need to quit trying to pretend like that's not what it is. I'm not for none of that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a couple other things uh, on the sort of um, violence tip. Uh, one, uh, our vice president, Kamala Harris, is Asian-American. They arrested someone outside her vice presidential residency. He had, mm -hmm. it was a gentleman that was arrested, had uh, ammunition, uh, several gentleman. clips. Excuse me, they arrested an individual uh, who had a car two miles away from the vice presidential residency. Um with uh, guns, ammo, clips, bullets, the whole nine yards. So uh, that, again, is not um, surprising, but is disturbing. Uh, they, there was actually a, a federal uh, watch. I don't know what, a, if there, what the difference is between a watch and a warrant, but in any event, there was a um, bulletin that was put out for the gentleman's, for the person, individual's arrest. He was arrested. The other thing, and uh, Dries, talk about this a little bit. Uh, the mayor of Baltimore, uh, Brandon Scott has actually declared violence um, in the community a public health crisis, and they'll be taking a three-prong approach in terms of additional um, agency um, cooperation um, and, you know, hopefully being a little bit more proactive with the community and youth in terms of uh, what's going on in Baltimore. So, you know, give us some insight on that. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, folks have known for a long time that, you know, gun violence um, is a kind of public health crisis in the United States, right? Like you, you think about all the mass shootings that's kind of taking place, we just talked about that, but also the, the shootings that take place in, um, in like, you know, um, neighborhoods um, within cities all the time as well. Um, it, it is a strain on communities, on families, on individuals. Baltimore has over um, 300 uh, murders a year you know, from gun violence. So like it's, it is a, it's an, it's an epidemic within the city, just like we have this pandemic that's affecting the city. There's a gun violence epidemic. So I think it was a good move. It just puts the perspective of gun violence and how you address it in a more holistic way. Gotcha. So uh, again, I just see, here's my thing, right? This is the big takeaway. So if you're on the outside looking in, see, we didn't say that um, all violence, you know, should be stopped. We, we, we say in that also, but specifically within the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, we're saying stop Asian American Pacific Islander violence. See what we're doing there? It's the same equation as Black Lives Matter and all lives matter. Yes, all lives do matter. But what we're talking about in these parentheses or this snapshot is that Black Lives Matter at the time. So yes, all lives do matter. All violence should be stopped. But we're talking specifically within the brackets of the Asian American Pacific Islander community of stopping this violence. So if you want, I would imagine that a person that listens to this podcast gets that. But if you're new, that's something that you can share with people who might not be up on what's going on, right? Like uh, for me, Drees, 
and um, T. Petty. This has been going on since the 80s. The Stop the Violence Coalition, self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction. We're all in the same game. We've been talking about this over and over and over in the Black community. But now we're talking about our Asian American and Pacific Islander brothers and sisters, that there's violence taking place there, and we're calling for an end to that violence as well. So we'll continue to see people stand up and you know cry out and, and work together. And let me go a little bit. This is not really what Nook says, but Nook is going to say it anyway. What the majority will be scared of is that now that the violence is taking place in the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, if they link together with Black Lives Matter and people of color, where violence has happened in those communities and style now start to link together and come together. As T. Petty said, there is a history of, you know, unrest and, you know, not um, seeing eye to eye between the Asian American Pacific Islander and black communities. But what I don't think that the majority in this country wants to see is us coming together, working together as a common cause and really, you know, sort of get into what the root of the problem is, which is, systemic, again, historic racism, generation after generation after generation, and that these young people begin to work together and, and solve this problem. So we're gonna see how this plays out. Um, again, my heart goes out and our hearts go out to the victims of the murders uh, in Atlanta. And um, we hope that um, you know society in general can work together sort of uh, toward a solution and uh, work together in terms of uh, helping to fight racism amongst all people, but specifically in this case, against our Asian American and Pacific Island brothers and sisters. So I got something to say. Two things, real quick, um, to your points. So anybody who's listening to this particular show and is still thinking that all lives matter is actually a thing, fuck you, for real. Nobody here is for none of that bullshit. Everybody knows why All Lives Matter even started happening in the first place. Fuck you, for real. You can just stop listening because we don't need that type of shit, period. Sorry, Nookie, but it's true. And then two, um, what you said is 100% correct. That is what uh, white supremacists are afraid of. That's why they act in an ass because this country is changing. The demographics are changing. They are no longer in the majority or soon will not be in the majority anymore. So all this stuff is a backlash to the progress that has been made by non-white people in this country. Um, always, we always see whenever a group progresses that there is a backlash against them, sometimes violent, um, sometimes economic, sometimes both. So they can't stop us um, from excelling because that's what we do. And so we just have to be prepared for, for what's gonna come because this is gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see again. We're here in uh, March and I uh, hope that uh, things get better, but um, we're gonna monitor it and see it. You know, we talked about it uh, previously, so um, we'll see what happens and uh, we'll continue to keep our eyes uh, in the news on that. All right, Dries, we're going to shift gears. Uh, you know what time it is. I guess this is starting to become a thing. I need one shout out. I need one prediction or I need one final thought from you before I go back to T. Petty. All right. I got you. This is this is one. I want to um, definitely give a um, shout out to like um, I want to I want to give a shout out to all the parents. Right. Because it is like 
uh, a lot of school districts is like going back to school and uh, a lot of parents is like trying to figure out whether they send their kids back to school or not or kind of how to do that and just parenting. So a shout out to like all the parents um, this week dealing with everything. And then my uh, prediction is that um, I like, look, I believe somebody's going to launch your mama and them airlines. It's going to be you. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, oh, the drinks they're going to have, it's going to be like, <laughs> it's probably going to be like Kool-Aid. <laughs> and every day like your mama and them used to make back in the day, you can probably get some banana pudding on the flight. <laughs> oh, you mean like uh, when we used to go down to the candy lady house? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the candy lady walking down the aisles, <laughs> selling stuff. So, so be on the lookout for your mama and them airlines. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, T. Petty, one shout out, one prediction, or one final thought before we get up out of here. Uh, shout out to those of us who have been um, not being selfish and doing the right thing throughout this pandemic. So we've lost out on celebrations with our friends, all that kind of stuff. So shout out to us for persevering through this past fuck ass year. And the, the, the end of the tunnel is in sight. So shout out to us. Uh, prediction, I already made it. It's okay. about to be a whole lot of babies and a whole lot of divorces. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's the other thing? A shout out, a prediction. What's the other And one? just a final thought, prediction, shout out. For oh, final thought. Um, just standing in solidarity with the, uh, with the Asian American Pacific community, Pacific Islander community, because this is some bullshit. And we all know what that feels like, Black people do. So um, I think now is probably the time for us to really forge that strong relationship that we should have. We got we to stick together. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so I'm just going to turn my final thoughts into like church announcements and I'm just going to roll through everything, okay? Oh, Lord. So, first of all, we're going to get some church chicken afterward? We might. We might get some, we might, we holy, so we might get some Pope Yes chicken and uh, apple pies. Um, first of all, I want to say rest in peace to marvelous Marvin Hagler, who uh, passed away. Um, yeah, middleweight yes. champion of the world, one of the fiercest uh, boxers of all time. Uh, if you don't know about Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Google it. His fight with Tommy Hearns, where they literally stood toe to toe in the middle of the ring for three rounds and beat the shit out of each other. You will yeah. never see a non MMA fight like that ever again. And uh, he's one of the baddest men on the planet. A nice, nice guy and um, wonderful. And I uh, was very uh, sad to hear about his passing. Um, also want to say rest in peace to Yafik Koto, a great American actor. He was no nonsense, a great actor and an even better voice. When Yafik Koto was on any scene he was on, he owned it. And you know, some serious shit might go down. So I want to say uh, rest in peace to Yafik Koto. Y'all have any uh, thoughts on either Marvelous Marvin Hagler or Yafik Koto? Just that I was shocked. Like, I think uh, Hagler was in his early 60s. Mm -hmm. Maybe 66, like, 67. Mm -hmm. Like that's young. So yeah. I was, I was just shocked and, and saddened by it. Like the yeah. losses just keep piling up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dries, any thoughts? Yeah. I, I want to say definitely rest in peace to, to both of them. Uh, it, it is so hard now. Um, you know, with COVID, like you lose people to, 
to this um to this illness but then you you just lose people just as kind of life goes along so it's just a, a stark reminder of like life is short you have to in, enjoy it love your people love your family and i think this is two examples of also live your life to to this greatest potential so yeah. rest in peace Absolutely. All right. And then on a personal tip, look, I've been sending y'all the emails. We want to say thank you to each and every listener. Thank you to you for listening to the Digital Gumbo podcast. We continue. We broke into the top 100 for the improv category for Apple Podcasts. So we appreciate y'all for that. Thank you, producer E. Thank you, producer E. Yes, yes. Appreciate y'all. So, Yes, we want y'all to remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. So um, I'm going to tell y'all a secret, right? We got this episode going on now, right? Now, you know, we would put the main podcast and then the after party out the same day. No, we're not going to do that. Starting with this episode, we're going to put a fresh episode out at least once a week. So it's important that on your smart device that you turn on notifications so that you know the minute that the episode drops. So we won't be dropping two in a day anymore. We're going to actually expand the after party a little bit. So we're going to be having two, or excuse me, one episode per week till further notice. And we think that'll help us uh, in terms of spreading things out. You know, it's hard to listen to two podcasts in one week, but one a week. We uh, appreciate y'all hanging with the Digital Gumbo and uh, we'll be... Uh, launching a new episode every week so we'll see how this turns out and i think this is going to be good so turn on those notifications as always we're going to pump up our social media a little bit twitter uh, instagram igtv and our youtube page as well we're going to take more excerpts um, from the podcast and put those on our social media channels so again download subscribe rate and review today and turn on your notifications download subscribe rate and review today the digital gumbo podcast we appreciate y'all riding with us for this year plus. This is uh, episode 36. So you guys good? Anything else before we get out of here? Good. All right. We'll see y'all on the good. next episode. Next episode will be After Party, episode number 37. I'm Nookie Bishop Jr. for T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. We out. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all.